The narrative that's been put out for years, what we've learned in school year after year, we know it isn't true. We know it's not true. And when you come into this truth and when you really start to learn about yourself and you learn that your people, your people, my people, our ancestors, were indigenous to this land, you will understand that there's nothing to celebrate. He's talking about the slaughtering of all these people. It's nothing to celebrate. EC Nation, welcome back to another episode of Embezzling Creativity. Embezzling Creativity. Ooh. Yes, 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 yes. I am your host here, and I am also the founder of Dom Digital Media, and I go by the name of Dom Witherspoon. You're Dom, Dom, mm -hmm. Dom, If this is your first time here, Embezzling creativity is the place where all the ones come to congregate. It's where we turn obstacles into opportunities. It's where we share information that'll help one another to build our business, our mindset, and our wealth. And this episode is no different. When we're gonna dive in just a little bit into the whole Kyrie debacle or saga that's currently going on. Stick around. I want to start this episode off by saying black men, I love you. We love you. And we are down to follow you so long as you're leading with integrity and righteousness. The question like that I've been pondering is what is the media's weird obsession with Kyrie Irving? Why are they so obsessed with him for years, right? And I'm sure we can come up with a theory or two as to why this is. And I'm sure if it's not the final conclusion that we all come to, one of the conclusions that we may draw is that they are afraid of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving represents something that is dangerous to them and their way of life, right? And their way of living. He is a threat to that. And we need to be able to recognize why he will be perceived as a threat so that we can get behind him and protect him to the best of our abilities. Now, we watch Kyrie grow as a basketball player and grow as a man. We watched him go out on basketball courts with his sage. We watch him deny or decline the vaccine and we watch him stand on that. We watch him stand on that in a time where our people <laughs> weren't really doing that. We watch him stand on that at a time where we know people to retract whatever it is that they believe in because they're threatened with something, because their livelihood is threatened, because the relationships that they built are now threatened or they're falling apart or because they're afraid that they may fall apart. But with Kyrie, we watch him stand on it. We watch him and his integrity and his morals. We watch him put all these different things on a line so that he can stand in his truth. We watch him not waver, right? And then we watch him continue to grow. There's an uproar about a link that he tweeted out with zero context. He didn't say anything about it. He just tweeted out a link. Now, the title in and of itself 
from Hebrews to Negroes. That sounds pretty intriguing to me, especially when you know where you come from, or even if you're unsure completely, you're on a journey to find out. Sooner or later, you will come across the fact that you are one of the ones. And coming into that truth is a threat to those who believe or has the world believing as if they are the ones. But ultimately, this is all about love, right? It's all about love for self. It's all about love for our brothers, love for our sisters. It's about being willing to stand in something even if harm may come your way as a result of it, so long as you're standing on something that is truthful, something that is right, something that is righteous, right? And he tweeted out this link with no context, with zero context, and then was expected to condemn the film, was expected to apologize, was expected to retreat based off of a narrative that was created by everyone else. You created that narrative. You made that up. I'm not going to apologize for you coming up with a story. That has nothing to do with me. And Kyrie stood on that. And he continues to stand on that. And for that, I am appreciative of it. Right? One of the things we talk about with this show is turning obstacles into opportunities. And this is yet another obstacle. And what the media is going to learn is that this is going to blow up in their faces. It's like, remember when social media first started getting popping and you would have trolls and they would come like on a celebrity page and just trash talk them or dog them out, whatever the case may be. And ultimately we learned that if you ignore them, if you pay them no mind, something else will pop up and life will continue to go on. However, because these folks feel the need to prove a point they're keeping this alive. And as a result of them keeping this alive, it's going to be more people running out, not only to see the film, but also to come into a better understanding of who they are, of their lineage, of their ancestors, in the same way that Kyrie's been showing us that he's been on his journey to learn those things. And so it is going to backfire. In fact, it's already started to backfire when you consider the fact that the price to rent the film on Amazon and the price to actually buy the film has increased. Now, why would these numbers increase? It will only increase if there's an increase in demand. So if the price goes up and people are still going to pay for it, why shouldn't these companies or the producer of the film profit off of it? So I'm not even knocking them for the numbers. But what I'm saying to the media is that this is going to backfire. In the past, in the past years, decades, and centuries, there's been an agenda in place to get us to be perceived in a certain light, right? To keep us in a low vibrational state. Our people, a lot of our people are from the projects. I'm from the projects, the P's, right? The hood. And it's all by design. And by attempted to condemn Kyrie, it's going to do nothing but shed light onto the situation. And that's what's happening. In my generation, our generation, we're going to be the ones. And it's not just going to be us, it's going to be the generation after us. Yes, 
The same ones who was getting clowned for eating Todd Pods <laughs> back in the day, not too long ago. We remember, we remember, but we love you still. You all have grown up a lot since then. And um, I've been saying for a while that Gen Z is going to be the one to flip this whole thing back right. Because everything is already upside down. Everything here in America is already backwards. And so Gen Z is really going to do it. But it's up to us to put things into motion so that they are in a better position to be able to do so. And with Kyrie taking this stance, that's one of the things that's going to have this in motion. It's already in motion. There's already conversations being spoken and had based around this. There are people learning more and more about themselves, our people. We are continuing to grow and continuing to learn about us. And so it's up to us to set the stage for the next generation so they can keep going forward. And this is not to bash anyone else because we've seen those little kids calling out their parents and posting it online for some of their biases, right? To be kind. <laughs> we've seen these kids calling out their parents. We've seen them calling out different laws and legislations that's, that's being put into place. We've seen them in action. And I am so proud. I am so proud of them. And so I want to bring this back to the media. I've been officially studying, formally studying media since 2011, right? I've been creating content, digital content, since 2007, right? And I say these dates because that's when I can pull something up that approve what I'm saying. The first video I uploaded to YouTube that I've edited was a music video for my brother in 2007. I have the metadata to prove that. I have the metadata to prove that I've been studying media studies formally since 2011. And I say that to say, during my studies and what I've learned both inside of the classroom and outside of the classroom, is that when we're talking about traditional media, there's only five traditional media companies, right? It's essentially a monopoly. And when we talk, we're talking about television shows, right? What we watch on network TV, as well as the different publishing companies. So written text as well. We're talking about newspapers. We're talking about books. We're talking about editorials, right? We're talking about scientific journals. We're talking about all these different things. And we know who own all these different things. So if, if we have a group of people controlling the media, that means they control the narrative of what's being created or what's being put out there for the masses to consume. They have the final approval on whether these different type of programmings can go out into the world, right? For the world's consumption. And we can go and look back at an entire timeline of negative images of us that's been placed in the media for the public to consume that's untrue simply untrue right even till this day when you turn on the news and all these crimes are allegedly being committed by our people it's all untrue it's no way it's no way that you can call me a minority and then say i'm creating majority of the chaos that doesn't make sense this even goes into digital platforms where there's only a select few major social media platforms that we use 
And guess who owned those as well? Guess what type of content is being pushed to the top? And I'm not trying to take the responsibility off of us when it comes to what we are consuming, right? What we are allowing into our households, because it's also up to us to be able to figure out what's going to work, what's going to work to feed us in a positive way and what's going to work to keep us in those low vibes. And so, yes, that is on us, but we cannot discount the fact that our people has been programmed for a very long time. Even the things that our parents, our grandparents, and our ancestors has gone through, it is still in our blood. It is in our veins. And so I say that to say we are not the one controlling the narrative of us out there to the public, to the masses. We are not in control of that. And so for Kyrie to be on a journey to find himself and to come across a doc that he felt gave him some information and he just wants to share that information with his brothers and with his sisters, he should not be condemned for that. And so back to me studying the media, this is the same media that said that uh, black men smoke reefer and then they go out there and white women. <laughs> That's what they put out there. In fact, you all may have elected someone with that same belief system, but that's neither here nor there. The point is we need to be able to come together and stand together because there are a lot of forces that is against us. And what I would like to have seen or what I would like to see moving forward is for our brothers, the ones that work for Disney. And Disney's been a part of the problem as well in the past. I would like to see the biggest athlete in the NBA who stepped out of his way to condemn his brother. I would like for them to come together and really try to understand where's Kyrie coming from? Is there any truth to what he's putting out? Was his intent to harm another? And we know that it wasn't. We know we just sharing information, we're sharing knowledge and what you do and what you interpret from that is on you. So if he sends out a link and y'all mad at the link, that's on you. That's for something for you to deal with. Come and be a guest on Embezzling Creativity. The podcast is really, it's for us. It's for us to build community. It's for us to share our knowledge and experiences. And it's for us to really push to keep our resources flowing within a tribe. Ideally, we'll have some business owners and entrepreneurs step up, some free thinkers, and we'll also have some members that are traditional and non-traditional teachers step up to enlighten us on what they've learned over the years. All the information is available at embezzlingcreativity.com. Let me learn a bit about you and what you would like to share with the tribe. Oh yeah. I'm down, by the way. It's all love. Embezzling creativity, fool. I want to challenge you all here at EC Nation to continue to learn about yourself, to share information with each other, to share information with me. What, what have you come across? Is there something that you learned that you weren't familiar with before? Is there something that's more intriguing to you? And you know what? Speaking of uh, controlling the narrative, just for a split second, I want to bring up, because we have Thanksgiving coming up, what's called Thanksgiving. I've heard some people refer to it as Slaughter Day. I want to 
challenge you all, right? Because my lactician, she was telling me, she was like, yeah, you know, in her household, they fast instead of feast. They fast instead of feast. And so I want to challenge you all to fast instead of feast. I will be fasting myself. And I know the pushback is, um, the pushback is typically, it's not really that we're celebrating this. It's just what we do. It's just a time for the family to come together. And I get that. I feel you, big dog. But I want you to take that time to fast instead of feast. From sunset to sunset, fast. Get closer with your ancestors, right? Get right with God. Because the narrative that's been put out for years, what we've learned in school year after year, we know it isn't true. We know it's not true. And when you come into this truth and when you really start to learn about yourself and you learn that your people, your people, my people, our ancestors were indigenous to this land, you will understand that there's nothing to celebrate. You're talking about the slaughtering of all these people. It's nothing to celebrate. Now, before I wrap this up, I want to, I want to be clear. I want to be clear that we need to be able to look to each other. We need to be able to look to our elders. We need to be able to learn of our ancestors and we need to be appreciative of them. We need to be appreciative of our community because it's ours, right? Our families, our lineage, it's gone through a lot, a lot. We cannot fathom what our people been through. We cannot. It's unimaginable. And it is because of their survival that we are here today. Their blood flowed through our veins. They had to endure in order for us to be here today. And today we have technology. We have the technology that will allow for us to connect with one another. This technology allows for us to learn. This technology enables us to grow so long as it's being used in a proper way. These engineers are designing these apps to have you to lose hours of your time doing nothing progressive. And so we have to snap out of that. Once we become a one with ourselves, once we learn ourselves, it is over for this backwards, upside down nation. And that is the true threat. That is what folks are afraid of. If we were to come together the way that we are supposed to be together in our higher vibrational state, the world is ours. Because it's already ours. And so it's up to us to make those moves. No one can make those moves for us. And it has to be intentional. It got to be consciously done. Because the efforts that are being used to keep us in a low vibrational state is intentional. It is ongoing. When you send your kid to school, they're being worked on. We've all been indoctrinated. You are not allowed to keep your kid home from school. There's a bunch of hoops you got to jump through if you want to homeschool your child. Because we need, well, they need 
more workers. They need more bodies and more brains to fill with nothingness. And so we have to make that conscious decision. We have to stand by Kyrie. We have to stand by Ye, whether you like it or not. Because those are our brothers. Because they're the ones that's impacting an entire generation right before our very eyes. They are the ones that's going to allow for us to have these different conversations that's going to allow for us to level up. And we're not just leveling up for ourselves. Our goal needs to be for us to level up for generations to come. I know I said this before, but I'm going to say this again before I go. <laughs> um, I really want... I really want for Kyrie's peers to embrace him, right? Because those who took to their public platforms to condemn him, they should be forgiven. And I say that hesitantly <laughs> because we know, we know how the game goes. We know how the game goes. Um, but I do think that we all need to come together. I do think that needs to be what happens for us to go on and do what we need to do for ourselves, what we need to do for each other. And if we're not on the same page, we will not be able to accomplish that. I grew up in my household. Um, I fought with my siblings. I probably fought with them more than anyone else fought with each other. Now that I think about it. Um, I've come a long way from then. I'm not as on one as I used to be, but best believe it's still in me. And I bring this up to say, when you disagree with your brother, or when you disagree with your sister, you let them know that in a crib. But outside, we all together, right? It's just like with Diddy and Ye. Diddy went on his public platform. I think he went on a breakfast club and he's like, yeah, it's all love. I, I, I. You know how he do. But then Ye released uh, some text messages, and in those text messages, Diddy was telling him about himself, basically. He was basically uh, um, giving him that pow-pow <laughs> in private, but in public, he praised him. That's what we need to be able to do for each other. And if we're not doing that for each other, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Why step out to do someone else's bidding? Just to tear your people down because you feel like you're in a good place. So I'm gonna wrap this up by saying, I love you all. I love you. And I really mean that. All right, that's all I got for you, family. I want to thank you for sticking around in this episode of Embezzling Creativity, where we spoke a little bit about Kyrie Irving, Black America, as well as the media. Thank you again. I am your host here, and I am also the founder of Dom Digital Media, and I go by the name of Dom Witherspoon. No, Dom! Dom! Yes, Dom, yes, yes, Dom, yes. Dom, Dom. And I want you to remember, the goal is to turn obstacles into opportunities. So if you were able to take anything at all away from this episode, please share with a friend who may be able to take something away from it as well. And as usual, it is all love. It is all love. And this is Embezzling Creativity.
Embezzling creativity, fool.